By this, everyone will know. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. I was going to say this later, but I'm going to go ahead and say it now. I'm so grateful that you're here, that you were willing to fight through the traffic and not be deterred and not be frustrated beyond your ability to persevere. I pray that the Lord will meet you in a deep and rich fashion for your being here on this Monday, Thursday evening. The attentive reader of John's gospel notes that while all four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, recall Jesus sharing a final meal with his disciples, there is one account that does not include the institution of the Lord's Supper, and that is John. Now, John, whose account we read tonight, he he does care about the bread and the wine. John's Jesus calls himself the bread of heaven and the true vine. But John leaves the institution of the formal, John leaves the description of the formal institution of the Lord's Supper to Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and well to Paul, as we read from his epistle tonight. John doesn't include the words of institution, this is my body, this is the cup of the new covenant. John wants us to be captivated by the meaning of the supper. And that's why he relates somebody that nobody else does, the foot washing. And in so doing, he provides three powerful perspectives, a pattern, a place, and a picture. John describes the pattern of Christ's ministry. He points to the table as a place of Christ's ongoing cleansing of us. And he paints a picture of the normal Christian life. First, the pattern that John describes of Jesus' ministry. Note Note the word picture that he gives you as he describes Jesus' washing of the feet. He gets up from the table, takes off his outer garment, wraps himself with a servant's towel, and comes down, takes a basin, and bends down to wash the feet of his disciples. And once the task is over, he gets up, puts back on his robes, and resumes his seat and takes up the posture once again of their teacher. A number of years later, Rabbi Paul, who got what Jesus was all about after he was knocked um, off his metaphorical horse on the way to Damascus, the Apostle Paul muses over that very same dynamic as he writes to the Philippians and says, have this mind in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, being born in human likeness, 
And having been found in human nature, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. That's a picture of the whole mission of Jesus, who sat high, came low, and was exalted for you and for me. It's a dynamic that's so well caught in the hymn. Thou who wast God beyond all praising, all, all for love's sake, becamest man, stooping so low, but sinners raising. Thou who art God beyond all praising, that is the singular thing that, that I want you to know. The second thing that John does in his gospel account is point to the table as a place of Christ's ongoing cleansing of his people. You'll notice that after Jesus goes to wash the disciples' feet, he comes to Peter. And Peter's just a great picture of all of us. And Peter, I mean, it's humbling for Jesus to come and wash their feet. But it's also humbling, isn't it, to let him wash your feet? And Peter's response is, is so understandable. Well, nobody else thought to wash everybody else's feet. And here is my Lord who has taken a slave's job, and I can't let this happen. And Jesus says, well, no, I have to wash your feet. If I don't wash your feet, you have no part in me. And then Peter says, well, then, then wash all of me. And here's where Jesus says something that's very important for those who belong to him. No, Peter, you've already had a bath, and so you're clean but your feet are dirty, and you need to let me wash your feet. What Jesus is saying is that to those who would be baptized into him, they are clean. They are free of guilt and free of condemnation. And yet, they go through life. And just as Jesus knew that Peter was going to mess up, he knows that you and I are going to mess up. And he wants to remind Peter that it's at a meal with him, a meal that he should enjoy week after week, that he would need to let Jesus continue to minister to him 
and to wash his feet. That's why week after week, as we come to this table, we pray the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread, which includes this bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It was a work that was done once and for all on the cross, and that's why we can be baptized and cleansed. But week after week, we go through the city streets, and though we are clean, our feet get dirty, and we come to the table. And so in the first place, I, with John, would have you know that the mission was for the one who was on high to come low, so that he might bring you into relationship with himself and to cleanse you. But then secondly, he would be with you as you slog through this life, mess up, fall on your face. He is there to bring renewal, to give you each day's bread and each day's cleansing. And the third thing that he does is to paint, is to, is to paint a picture of the normal Christian life. It's a foot-washing life. And he says, I expect you to do for one another what I have done for you. Love one another as I have loved you. That's going to be the proof that you're my people. And later in John 17, he's going to pray to the Father, make them one. And that's how the world will know that the Father sent the Son. You and I called to a foot-washing life. Now, foot-washing can take a lot of forms. And I've got to go back to my notes. Because there's so many ways that people's washing one another's feet have reminded me of the, the reality of Jesus that I just, I have to keep with the particular stories or I'll just get lost in any one of them. Whether you literally wash feet tonight or not, there's a foot washing lifestyle that Jesus is urging upon, even commanding each of us to. I was first captivated by the shape of Jesus' ministry and what it means for us by uh, Mort. I've talked about Mort before. Mort was the pastor who discipled me when I was in college. And about a week before I graduated, he invited me and about four other guys that he had been ministering to to come over to his house so that we could have a dinner, a pre-graduation dinner. To our surprise, after dinner and dessert, Mort brought out a basin, a towel, and some water and asked us to take off our shoes and our socks, and he washed our feet. It was hard to let him do that because it was like, Mort, we should be washing your feet. But here he was, the son of a Wall Street tycoon and Dutch aristocracy, living below the poverty level pouring his life into college students who just might put a dollar into the plate. That's a kind of foot washing. 
we know him as Irish Christianity's patron saint, but he was really English, St. Patrick. St. Patrick was kidnapped from England as a teen by Irish pirates and enslaved in Ireland. He escaped to England in his early 20s only to come back as a missionary to his former slavers. That's a kind of foot washing. So much has happened this week. It, you might have missed Archbishop Justin Welby and Pope Francis were able to gather with the leaders of the new Sudanese government in the Vatican, urging them to peaceful servant leadership as they seek to form a new government. And serendipitously, Pope Francis bends the knee and kisses the feet of the Sudanese leaders. That's a kind of foot washing. In grad school, my first time in Philadelphia, Sherry and I are dirt poor. I'm driving school buses to help pay the bills. Riding my bike to work on cold, snowy, sleety days. Hands freezing. I'm from Florida. I don't have gloves. One day, a pair of winter gloves shows up in my student mailbox. To this day, I'm pretty sure I know who the culprit was, but I could never get him to admit it. And he was as poor as I was. That's a kind of foot washing. Every once in a while, one of you will give me or Michael an envelope of cash. Some of us have noticed that so-and-so needs help. We know they'd be embarrassed if we just gave it. Could you see that they get it from their church family? That's a kind of foot washing. With eyesight failing... She can't read John's Passion Gospel any longer. And so Martha Tiller simply locks it more and more deeply into her soul so that she can render it from the depths of her being during Tenebrae on Good Friday. That's a kind of foot washing. There are a thousand ways that Christ's foot washing followers have continued to enchant me with the wonder of who Jesus is and to persuade me that he is for real. And that's why tonight, as as part of the normal rhythm of our life together, at the beginning of this uh, triduum, the three great days of Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday, Virtually the first thing we do is give one another the opportunity to symbolize our foot-washing life together. It's often said of the foot-washing itself, everyone is invited, nobody has to come, but everybody probably should. But you, you are free either to simply contemplate the wonder of Jesus washing your feet and your what kind of life he has called you to, or you are free to come and, and, and share the washing of feet. 
We don't overly overscript this. If you want to buddy up and wash your friend's feet and then have them wash yours, that's fine. If you just want to get in line and kind of just work it out with whoever is around you when you get here, that's okay too. The only thing I'd ask is before you come, just go ahead and take off your shoes and your socks so that you don't have to worry about that when you get here. So now we're simply going to provide some time for you to contemplate the pattern of Jesus coming from on, on high for you. Ponder this as a place for you to know his ongoing cleansing and to consider and to enact as best you know how. The lifestyle of the washing of feet that he calls us all to. To him who is able to do exceeding beyond all that we could ask or think. According to the power that's at work within Christ Jesus and the church, to him be the glory now and forever. For those who know these things, happy are they who do them.